Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to issue number 54. And with me, as always, I've got Gavin from the news. Hey, everybody. And uh, Mots is joining us this week. Ba-dum-bum. And, of course, I'm Randy, the host. And um, let's get started. We, we apparently have been having some technical issues the past couple of weeks, so we're going to power through and we're going to catch everybody up on, on their news that they need to know. Okay, I'll take that as my cue then. That's your um, cue, gonna... Gavin. <laughs> yes. Randy, Randy, I have a question to ask you. Yeah, sure. What is, vi- what is video games needed since their since their inception, since the beginning? Um, what is vi- what is gaming culture needed more than anything in the world? Uh, a Wii game that was a lightsaber from a per- first person point of view. Wrong. The correct answer is theme parks. And according to huh. Blink Media, we may be getting just that in the next coming years. They have started a massive project known as Game Nation. They want to make it the first living MMORPG slash game park. Basically, it'll just be a regular theme park and resort with added achievements and a leveling up system, I imagine. Go on this many roller coasters, gain a level, etc., etc. But um, very few details are known aside from this. We don't know any sort of themes or anything going on beyond that. But this is a pretty wicked idea to just uh, have as a teaser right now. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I can't remember how I feel about this, because this, this is last week's news, but I'm pretty sure I said something along the <laughs> lines of, uh, that is awesome, but what about ratings? Uh, so, you mean like ratings? ESRB ratings? Yeah, so what about, you know, for this to be successful, they're going to have to have, you know, Call of Duty and Halo and, and, and that kind of stuff. They can't just have Mario and Pac-Man. So, you know, will there be adult-themed uh, rides and stuff like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think when when they do stuff like that, um, it's generally considered as PG for the entire audience. So like when Universal Studios and they still do the uh, the Terminator experience, um, even though that has machine guns and crap like that going off, that's still considered okay for the general audience, even though the movies are rated R. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I mean, most uh, most rides and their basic components can be tailored to a general audience. I'm not exactly sure how you would force in the more mature elements of Grand Theft Auto into a roller coaster, unless, of course, you have stuntmen, you know, getting fake roll, uh, run over or really run over during the ride. But um, <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they do this. I'm not sure how much the living MMO aspect will catch on, but I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to go mostly for this uh, for the casual audience, that that is uh, that are attuned to the mystique of gaming. They're not exactly in the culture, but they they're fascinated enough with it to do things supplemental to video games. Go see video games live, et cetera, et cetera. I think the actual gamers are going to only account for forty percent of these guys' business, if they're smart. That is, I foresee a lot of catchphrases and cosplaying mascots. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, so. yeah, you know what, never mind. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Do it. Come on. Say, hopefully, hopefully it like causes some people to calm down a little bit on the cosplay. Because I enjoy you know, seeing some cosplay, but some people take it a little too far. That's just me. <laughs> I think uh, most of the people you think take it a little too far are actually profes- professional costume designers. And so it's not really that far for them to take it. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, okay. Um, again, that's all we know right now, so expect it in the coming years. It takes a little bit to build a theme park, but we'll keep you posted. <laughs> but now, it's it's always good to know 
about uh, as much information as we can being civilians about our men at arms and about men's in service to the country as it were and so any information we hear at Elder Geek get in terms of both serving the country and games we kind of put out there and we have an interesting story here about the United States Navy and apparently not surprising the sedentary lifestyle of modern America isn't exactly copacetic with the very rigorously and a rigorous and athletic lifestyle of the Navy or any servicemen. So apparently we're going to be getting some Navy versions of Wii games like Wii Fit and Wii Sports in order to bulk up, apparently, new recruits in the, in the U.S. Navy. That's basically all we know, but that's an intriguing idea. Just see, you know, those white suits flailing around with a Wiimote. But what do you guys think? Hey, go for it. People are fat. Yeah, it's not. Oops, sorry. People are fat. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's obvious. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> yeah, but generally the amazing when you're perception in... skills of Mott's Polska, everybody. I mean, you got you got an 18 in perception. Oh, yeah. I've seen your character. Definitely. Normally, though, like in Navy boot camp, though, the guys that are going through it aren't that fat. You still have to pass a general physical, mm. you know, exam to actually get into boot camp in the first place. But, um,. Yeah, I don't. I don't see this as being that far off. I mean, the army for a couple of years was running America's Army, which was a recruiting tool, and it worked really well until um, a couple of news groups got really pissed off about it. Um, yeah. Well, there's but, a difference uh, between recruiting mechanisms and you can argue propagandic uh, material than actual physical requirements here. I'm not exactly sure how you can be both prepared for the general uh, fitness requirements for any service and. So so out of shape that you require we. Well, it's not. I, I don't <laughs> think. I, I don't think no, the think, idea is that you're so out of shape. I think you know you could use a bit of um, a bit more training, I guess, a bit more um, exercise, and the we and we fit and all that stuff is a very nice way to motivate you because it's entertaining while you do it. Yeah, it's not. It's not to. Uh, it's not to solely get them in shape. It's to kind of give them just a different way to get in shape aside from the. The usual, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, you know, swim in this this tank of water for, you know, 20 minutes without drowning. So, you know, so on and so forth. Yep. So, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Randy, of course, brings up the famous swim in this tank of water for 20 minutes without <laughs> drowning. Navy test. My my dad it, my dad was in the navy. He used to always tell me tell us about uh, about the trainings he used to have to do, like swimming with an M16, you know, or a, a rifle over your head. You know, you had to swim with the rifle over your head for X amount of time. So cool. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry, that's going off Always topic. Always fascinating. So, yeah. Oh, no, Randy, it's never off topic when you get some some inf- amazing information like that. That's <laughs> a, this is the kind of stuff you wait for. Randy yeah. Isenshock and his Navy-bound grandfather, everybody. Or father. <laughs> father? Yeah, sure, father. <laughs> so there's former Microsoft exec who actually said that Nicole <laughs> fail. Did you guys know about this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> I did. Very, very coy there, Randy. Very, uh, very subtle. Want me to fill everybody in? Go ahead. We got a former Microsoft exec here um, that Randy so eloquently brought up called uh, named Scott Bayless. All, these people all, all have the most amazing names. And let me quote you here. He does just say that. When I met with Microsoft in 2008 to look at Natal, I asked, when will you integrate this into the 360? Their response was, we're probably going to wait and see on that. To which I said, then you're going to fail. Plays like this always fragment, and and the disincentive to developers is powerful. When I'm spending tens of millions of dollars on a game, the last thing I want to do is lose 90% of my market. So he's come out of here with some um, pretty significant financial know-how, but nonetheless he is saying, like Randy mentioned, it all will fail. What do you think, Mon? Well, this is also uh, 
we got this straight after we also got the rumor that Natal will actually be priced at 149, uh, which is you know considerably more than 50, which we thought for so many years, uh, or I guess the past year. Uh, so I mean. Given that, I could definitely see it not doing as well as everyone expected, but I don't think it will fail. Uh, I think uh, he has a good point, but then again, uh, Natal has more developer behind it, developers behind it than uh, than Move has right now. So we'll just have to wait and see. Hmm. I think both. I think both will fail. I think both Move and Natal will will show not nearly as much success as they are kind of hoping for. PS3 still needs to bring their price down. And, uh, and actually this, that, the price point that, uh, you know, Mott's pointed out is a little too high, I think, for, for Natal as well. They need to package it and they need to bring the price down, mm. you know, with consoles. So. Good advice all around. <laughs> so, um, okay, we may not be able to afford a Project Natal peripheral, but there's one that I'm gonna buy no matter what, and that is, if the rumors are true, the Rock Band 3 Keytar. Or oh, key I thought you were gonna say the MP5. <laughs> I don't own a Wii. So have, oh, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and get a real MP5. That'd be fun, but um, <laughs> not for the accessory. <laughs> That's a story we'll get to later, people. But right now, if you play the Green Day Rock Band demo, you re- you know what we're talking about. The icons appeared at the end screen of that demo, and you saw the normal the normal ones that you usually see: a microphone, guitar, bass, drums, etc. But there was also another one that looked like piano keys. Now this again could uh, either mention uh, either indicate a keyboard peripheral or a guitar peripheral, or if they're smart, a keyboard peripheral that can connect to an existing guitar and become a guitar. Either way, it opens up all sorts of possibilities for Rock Band Three. And I know Mots, being the keyboard enthusiast amongst us, might have <laughs> stuff, stuff to say here. What do you think, Mots? Um, it's weird because if you think about it, uh, aren't isn't the guitar basically a simplified keyboard? Isn't the uh, Rock Band guitar simplified t- keyboard. You're just uh, pressing uh, uh, keys, basically. Um, and so, what would a keyboard peripheral be? Would it be an actual keyboard with all the all the notes, or would it be as you know five, six, seven, ten notes? Uh, because if you think about it, how would you fit that on the you know screen? Uh, I guess um, you know the the uh, with the keys uh, notes approaching you, the frets approaching you. So. It's. I mean, would you have uh, you know red, green, blue, and everything in between uh, as a color coding? I just. I, I think it's weird. I think it makes a lot of sense because it because it is the one instrument that actually works like it would work in, uh, in the game, uh, except for drums as well. Uh, so uh, it, it it'll be interesting. Ready? What Mott said. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully put, Ranch. Moss, you can learn from this guy. Mm. But as long as I get my aerodynamic solo from Daft Punk's um, aerodynamic, I'll be perfectly fine, and I'll get that day one. (laughs) I'm not exactly sure how it's going to happen, but that's what I want, and that's what you're going to have to give give me. You ready to jam on some robot rock? Damn straight. Who isn't? (laughs) Who isn't? isn't? But let's let's continue on. Let's uh, move on to a game that we all love here for the past, what, what has it been now, seven years since its release? Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been in production and been rumored for much longer beyond that, but we finally got our hint at the sequel in uh, 2008 when people said that uh, Ubisoft revealed that it was working on a sequel, and of course, a couple years after that, we got our first teaser trailer, and we had a little video that was leaked onto the internet that looks like some sort of parkour action sequence from the game. But beyond that, 
we haven't had anything for that, and that's been pretty much at least half a year now, at least if not more. Actually, that's, that's a it's, it's almost game. two years years ago that we got the teaser trailer. Almost two years ago, yeah. people. That is a death sentence for most games. But Ubisoft's probably recognized this, so they had a representative come out, uh, Michel Ankel, or Ancel, I probably mispronounced that both times, saying that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is indeed still in production, and we can still expect it, but we have no confirmation that I'll be at E3 or anywhere anytime soon. So we just got to keep our fingers crossed and keep hoping. But, Moss, what do you think? No, I'm in doubts. I, I, I don't think this is going to come out. <laughs> the first one didn't make any money, and and I would love um, for this one to come out. And, you know, it just... At this point, it's starting to look suspiciously a lot like um, like a 3D Realm situations, where they keep saying that it's being worked on, yet we haven't seen any updates on it ever since uh, the, the initial announcement. Uh, so, I don't know, I mean... It could still happen, I guess, but it uh, maybe in three years. I can't see this coming out uh, in the next year or so. So, yeah. Mm, wow. Randy? Whoa, my um, voice cracked there for a second. Sorry. Yeah, you know, when you're 14, that happens. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, I, I don't... Um, I'm not excited about this anymore. I, honestly, after Alpha Protocol, after following a game for so long... I think the sooner I find out about games, the, the less excited I am about them when they finally come out. Or, I don't know. Is there something to that, that when, you know, game companies, like, announce shit way too freaking early? It's, it, it's going to have to be extremely good then. In, so, sort of like Splinter Cell Conviction. They have to oh, really yeah. make a great game that everyone loves for it to for us to accept that. If it was anything less than, a, uh, I guess, what other sites would call a 9.5, then I... I'm, I, th- I think we would be far more negative on it than than we have been. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, at this point, I think they just announced it way too early. If it ever does come out, people are just going to be pissed off at how poor it is. Mm. Hype kills, right dude. Yeah. Hype kills. Hype does kill. Uh, Heavy Rain could not possibly live up to my expectations for the four years I've waited, and it didn't. It fell well short. Still, it doesn't matter that it was a good game. It doesn't matter that it was an above-average game, even a great game, some may say. It still was not worth four years of hype, and Beyond Good and Evil Two is right up there at this point. I think Bird, I, would, I have the. I think they just need to cut their losses. I, I don't. I don't want to see it at this point. I have the ex- unless, unless I see. Yeah, sorry, ahead. I had the exact same experience with Oblivion because I had followed Oblivion uh, basically ever since Morrowind came out, and they had always teased the next big Elder Scrolls game, and I'm a huge fan of that kind of game. So even though I still love Oblivion to death there was that sort of initial disappointment at it uh, straight away that uh, kind of really ruined the first uh, couple of mo- uh, weeks, I guess, with that game for me. So <laughs> First couple of years of playing that <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> <laughs> I personally am going through a minor Oblivion addiction. <laughs> I think I've completed that game and all its side quests now five or six times, which, oh which is like a thousand hours wow. of play. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would totally go off and talk about Oblivion, but we have news to talk about. <laughs> we do, but Monster brings up a good point. The uh, the idea of obsession that's a good lead into our next topic, which is a franchise we've all been obsessed uh, obsessed with, like it or not, admit it or not, for more than a decade, fourteen years going on now, and that is Pocket Monsters, or as we know them in, uh, in the West, Pokemon. 
And we have more news coming in through Pokemon Black and White, which are going to be released in the spring of 2011 here in the States. And, of course, two new new games, as opposed to the remakes they've been making for eight years now, for the DS and DSi. And that is it. We have a teaser image of the t- logo, and not much more than that, but I can assume there will be these these creatures in this world, and you're going to have these ball-like methods of capturing them, and the ultimate goal is to be capturing them. the vast majority, if not every single variety of these creatures. I could be misled, <laughs> but that's, that's my... That's, yeah. uh, I keep... <laughs> that is my... I, I keep forgetting that Nintendo has Pokemon. I mean, why haven't they done anything for Wii uh, that's significant for, uh, with Pokemon? Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they. I don't know if they t- if they tried and failed. Don't know. I just know that they um, even remaking games ten years later gets them eight point four million units sold. <laughs> so I don't think they're really hurting if, to enough to put it on Wii, but. Don't know. I would love a Pokemon Snap on the Wii. But then again, I'm insane. So. Even just another Pokemon Arena or whatever that game for, for the 64 was called. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Randy, you got any thoughts on Pokemon? Are you a Pokemon master? I'm too old for Pokemon, sorry. <laughs> when, I came, when, that came, when that came out, I was like, I was I think I was like 18 or some shit, so. Yeah. You get, you ain't got time for that shit. No, no, it's no, no Pokemon for you, sir. Well, that was a bit underwhelming of an announcement. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do we have do we have a Pokemon fan on the site? I'm not sure. I mean, I've just been playing it forever because I'm hopelessly addicted, like everyone else that I, was with me in middle school when it first came out. I'd say we did, but it would be mean to assume anything, so I won't. <laughs> That is definitely true. Okay, we're we're, we're going to move on here. Let's move on to a game we actually play and know about and love, and that of course is Mass Effect, and specifically Mass Effect Two or Mass Effect Three. We have a rumor going around here that's a bit more solid than a rumor, practically a confirmation that the series will be going multiplayer. Of course, the first and second game as of now have only been single player campaigns. But uh, according to another job listing, that's where we get all of our information now, Electronic Arts is looking for a multiplayer programmer and has specifically mentioned in the ad and its related materials the Mass Effect universe. So this is a strong enough hint to assume that either Mass Effect 2 is going to get a multiplayer component via via DLC or Mass Effect 3 will will come packaged with either co-op or split-screen or multiplayer. So yay, nay, Randy? Mass Effect multiplayer would definitely be a gigantically awesome thing. I mean, Only if it's co-op. Think about how... Well, co-op, or or if they did, like, you know, little semi-open-world kind of situations, uh, you know, based oh, in yeah. fan communities and stuff like that. Like uh, Neverwinter Nights and Neverwinter Nights 2, or Baldur's Gate and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Those games are amazing, amazing multiplayer games. And there's no reason why Mass Effect can't do the exact same thing. I think if they announce that the entire campaign can be played co-op, then uh, you and I have a date, Randy. Yes, we do. <laughs> we definitely do. Well, as long as it's not like um, a Fable version of co-op where you drop in and out and you don't get to customize oh, your character. That was if so can, bad. Yeah. Dude, if I can customize my own like Turian or um, Asari and like from the ground up and just boot her into a, another person's campaign alongside their shepherd, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, Bioware is used to that doing that kind of stuff. Like I said, with all their past, you know, like Baldur's Gate, you can import your character in Baldur's Gate too. You can import that character in a Neverwinter Nights and so on and so forth. So they've got the technology and the know-how to do it. You know, so let's see it happen. Mm. Yeah, here's open. Well, E3 is around the corner, so maybe mm. we'll get an announcement like that if they're not too busy talking about the Old Republic, which is understandable. But do either of you play sports games? No. 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 Okay, but you know Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Okay, you're human. Well, Michael Jordan is on the cover of NBA 2K11, which means Neat. that usually he'll be a playable character. And since he's retired from actually playing, this might mean awesome. we make it um, more retired players drawn, uh, you know, textured out of retirement for play uh, for playability, playability, playableness. I don't know. I just want that'd but, be cool. Is, yay! Is he is he gonna be like instant win? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like having uh, who is? Oh man, who's the character in um, Tecmo Bowl? Bo Jackson. That if you selected him, he ran the fastest. He was the was, strongest. I, I think it was Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. See, my I think so. My connection with Michael Jordan is the is the Looney Tunes movie. So now I want Bugs Bunny. Uh, oh, those guys. <laughs> because I've never terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> uh. My God. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, he's not American, everybody. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I'm just not a basketball fan, so yeah. No, that's that's okay, dude. <laughs> I, I think we can survive, my friend. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's enough on that. I don't really think any of us are sports fans, which is kind of sad. But yeah, we're moving is. on. Let's move on to something that both of you guys love and appreciate a bit more, so you have something to talk about. Let's talk about Infamous Two. Apparently, Game Informer has announced that Infamous 2 is in production and is coming, and we don't know much more than that, except that we got a new city, new voice actor for Cole, and new powers to look forward to. Zeke looks so, good yeah. too. Zeke? Saw, oh, cool. Yeah I, saw, yeah, I saw pictures of Zeke. He's got, like, big mutton chop sideburns. And, and, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like, uh, he doesn't look like the, he doesn't look like Roman so much anymore. Oh. Which is nice. Yeah. There's definitely a downgrade to look like Roman. Did, did, or especially if you sound like Roman. Did anyone... I mean, did anyone actually talk about that in the first review of Infamous? I don't think we did. How much uh, how much Zeke looked like Roman? He looked like <laughs> Roman, but with sunglasses, and he sounded just like George Bush. Junior. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh. <laughs> oh, he totally did. Totally did. I gotta play more Infamous. I only like got the demo. Oh, hey Cole, where are we going? <laughs> gonna go get us a gun. <laughs> I I love I loved Infamous. It's a great. Yeah, game. it's it's awesome. You really should play it, Kevin. Uh, I'm su- I'm okay. surprised. I, I noticed a lot of people uh, were upset that they changed the voice actor and kind of the design of Cole for the new one, but uh, I don't really mind that much. I, I don't know. There comes a point. This this uh, franchise, I guess, is young enough that. They can get away with changing that kind of stuff. I haven't really gotten that much invested into the character. So as long as the game is just as cool and and the story is just as cool, I mean, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Do you really think that? No. Yeah, I, I get it. There's no reason for us to be bitchy about it when we have no idea what the end result's going to seem like. Yeah, and also, I mean, I'd understand it if it was like, you know, uh, Master Chief or, or Snake or someone, you know, someone that the industry as a whole has become invested in and and know a great deal about, but we basically know nothing about Cole. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I you know, I'm kind of one of those people, I, I liked the old voice of Cole. 
Um, because he had like that awesome kind of raspy voice that sounded like he had his lungs charred from the electricity. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to give a crap about a, a new voice actor. Really, not going to give a crap about the new design. Although he is like a lot a prettier man now. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only thing I'm saddened by he doesn't have the cool uh, he doesn't have like the cool uh, Bruce Lee you know jacket slash pants going on. Mm. You know the the yellow and black stripes. The bike messenger uniform he had on. Yeah, the bike messenger. It was a bike messenger uniform, and he had like the uh, the backpack. He still but, has. You know, he was totally. He still has the backpack, actually. Yeah, he oh, still nice. has the backpack. The backpack is is badass, but uh, in the first one, he kind of wore like black with the yellow yellow stripes down the nice. down the sleeves. Yeah. Dude, you know you know it's going to be an unlockable skin. No problem. It's, no. No. Oh, it's yeah. kind of surprising, yeah, actually. Yeah. Infamous is the one game where you have a backpack to store items and and stuff like that in, and you don't. And you have no yeah, items. Exactly. <laughs> All your powers are basically. <laughs> Well, powers. You don't really need any equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Still makes him look cool, yeah. though. Still makes him look cool. He needs to accessorize. All cool superheroes do. He doesn't get a cape, so he has a backpack. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> well, we've been, I've been very sparing on the E3 news since we will have our E3 podcast uh, coming up separately. But um, here's one I don't think we're really going to talk about in the E3 show. So let's let's break it in here. Apparently, we're getting more Kingdom Hearts games, and no. It is not Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and no, it is not Kingdom Hearts 3. These are two additional Kingdom Hearts games that we have never heard of before, and apparently Tetsuya Nomura-san, character designer and game director at uh, Square Enix currently, will be revealing these and discussing them at the E3 show this year, which, of course, we will be at and we'll probably get information on, but more Kingdom Hearts and more supplemental Kingdom Hearts. So where does that leave us? Yippee! Yeah, I'm not terribly excited, but I know Jesse will be. I like Jesse's a fan. Oh yeah, he's a huge fan. I think anyway. I really like the first game. I haven't played the second one yet, uh, but I don't really know why I haven't played the second one. So I, I think this will be good. I just hope uh, we get more uh, full-on console stuff and less portable stuff. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. I really don't have anything to say, but I've played the first two. Haven't played anything else. Don't plan on picking up Birth by Sleep. Might pick up three. Um, I just don't know exactly. Sh- I don't know what they can do beyond this point. I think they used up all the cool Disney licenses, and I they never really brought anyone into the fold that wasn't in the fold already with their gameplay innovations for the DS or in the upgrade to the different play- uh, PlayStation Two titles. So it would be interesting to see what they're going to try. But at this point, it's going to take something special to surprise me or excite me enough in the- to get into the franchise. Pixar, yeah. I don't Pixar? know. Is Pixar is Pixar still a part of Disney? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't really know if they are or not. It's Disney Pixar. Yeah. They're a, gotcha. they're a hybrid partnership, which could mean that it'll be in that. But again, that's just another world. I was at uh, you know this is again trying not to go too far off topic, but I was at Disney about three years ago. I was really surprised at the how little um, Kingdom Hearts stuff is there. Like I, the only Kingdom Hearts stuff I found was like in one random gift shop that actually sold the DS game. Well, you know, Disney is huge. Sure, but I mean, they they have like themes for like the dumbest crap you could imagine. But here's something that's making them money by the buckets, and uh, and they and they don't seem to pay it any. I, ima- any- I imagine that each individual show on the Disney Channel channel makes them more money than Kingdom Hearts. You think so? Yeah. yeah okay. All right. You yeah you you'd be uh, one to underestimate the power of the Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Anna Montana alone raked in probably more money than 
I don't know. It probably competed with, honestly with uh, top-rated shows on cable. Oh yeah, I forgot about that show. Mm. Pound yeah. for pound. I mean, but again, the reason they it probably doesn't have a lot of advertising proliferation at Disneyland is or Disney World is probably because of licensing issues. It would be difficult uh, to bring in all the Square Enix properties into their into their um, theme parks because it's a, it's a different copyright information than their media. Spe- it's completely different. And, uh, you know, in terms of, like, uh, toys and action figures and stuff like that, uh, Square Enix makes their own stuff, so... Actually, you know what? I actually found way more Final Fantasy stuff than I did uh, actual uh, Square Enix stuff. There's actually a... In Japan, when you're in, in Disney World, uh, there's actually one store in there that has, like, shit tons of Final Fantasy 7 characters and Final Fantasy 8 characters that you can buy. Hmm. Like, just a ton of Final Fantasy gear that you wanted to buy. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, moving on. Gavin, what is, <laughs> what's next on the docket, my friend? <laughs> next is one that we can probably talk about more in terms of gameplay and one that we're more attached to. This is, of course, Dungeon Siege. Awesome, old-school, amazing... Well, old-school, no. Old-schoolish. But it's awesome. Old schoolish style oh. gameplay awesomeness, and we haven't had a game in this since the kind of sort of okay Throne of Agony on the PSP. And again, going to portables, not a full sequel. This, my friends, is a full sequel, and Square Enix is partnering up with Obsidian Entertainment to bring it to us. Um, new adventure hack and slash awesomeness. So, Gas Powered Games is also contributing to the development, although we're not exactly sure in what capacity. But this will be the first title, uh, first to be released for this generation of consoles and will feature online and offline competitive multiplayer. But we don't have a release date. It will be released for the PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. Months. I think uh, Obsidian really needs to show me that they can still do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of think both companies need to do that for me. Yeah. Like, sorry. Square, Square has really, really fallen out of grace in, in terms of my personal uh, preference. Since 12, really. Yeah, about that, about that. And Obsidian, seriously, with Alpha Protocol, really, Ouch. really fell from grace with me. Mm. Hmm. I don't know, I, but I, at I, the same time, I don't think... I mean, it's old school for a reason, and I, uh, I think Dragon Age is basically <laughs> as old school as I can go without sort of feeling like I'm missing something. So, I don't know. If if I want uh, this, you know, super old school style RPG, I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know, but um, I think in terms of them, you know, getting back in my favor, I think that's going to happen very um, in November for Obsidian because that's when um, Fallout New Vegas is released. So I'm okay. I, I can wait for that. And Square really has always been in a sort of lukewarm place for me. But more to the point, are you guys happy for a Dungeon Siege sequel? Are you Interested in the gameplay type? Are you looking forward to it at all? I'd say I'm apathetic. <laughs> I want I want it, and I want it to be good. But I'm not going to okay. hold my breath. That's how I'm gonna gonna keep yeah. it. I want it. I think, want it to be good. Not gonna hold my breath. I think that's a general consensus. Consensus. I, consensus I, I want to make a point yeah. on on uh, New Vegas though. Um, I really think Obsidian's major problem, and having seen some stuff from Alpha Protocol. They just don't have any engineers. They don't know how to design a proper engine. I think they have a lot of good ideas that they don't know how to execute on. So if now that they have uh, Bethesda's uh, engine for Fallout, maybe they can you know, actually crank out something decent. So 
They do. Maybe. I think they do wonderful work with uh, you know with other people's stuff. They did wonderful work with uh, LucasArts, and they did wonderful work with Bioware. Mm. And so I think that they can do well as long as they are led to water. You know, I think I think they just kind of need to be shown the way. There's definitely talent in house. They just didn't prove, you know, that they could create something new and original with Alpha Protocol. Well, I think, you know, looking at many of the ideas they had for Alpha Protocol, I definitely say they were good and innovative ideas for that genre of play. I just don't think they managed to execute on them, and I think that's an engineering problem more than it is a conceptual problem. Problem. So I think, um, you know, with uh, with uh, uh, the the Fallout engine, maybe they can improve on 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 basically everything that they did wrong with uh, with uh, Alpha Protocol. Yeah, true enough, true enough. But we got a couple of more stories that we need to wrap up before uh, you know before we got to close out the show, Gavin. Cool. Um, let me bulk up to, uh, bulk up two stories into one, and then we only have two after after that. So very quickly, we'll get this through. Um, we got a couple things on Nintendo, and one good, one maybe bad. Let's uh, let's start off with the 3DS here first. Again, an E3 story that we're probably not going to cover much in our show, so we're going to cover it here. Rumor has it that the 3DS will not only feature graphics better than the DS, but better than the Wii. It may actually feature graphics better than the PSP, close to the PS3 and 360. And uh, we have a new report. This is coming from IGN, of all places. Several developers have indicated that the DS will well surpass the Nintendo DS in visual and uh, processor capabilities and is close to HD consoles, such as PlayStation 3 and 360. So if this is true, and in 3D... That pretty much destroys the PSP or any other thing, and this would be, this would be the best way to compete with Apple. But what do you guys think? Yeah, oh, uh, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Oh my, if, if, oh my God! If this is true, if this is true, I am I have a boner right now. If this is true, <laughs> you have a conditional boner right yeah. now, a very indecisive appendage. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see in a week and a half. Yes, right. Yes, we will. So yep. yeah, fingers crossed. That will be. If that is true, that will easily be the biggest news that coming out of E3. Mm. Definitely. <laughs> Nintendo news here. Um, not so happy news from the Final Fantasy VII writer himself, Masakado. A, he says that Nintendo will fail. Not 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 just the DS, not just the Wii. The company as itself will fail, and this is because of Apple. The iPad has shown phenomenal success, and of course the iPod has shown even more success. And writing on his Twitter page, uh, Kato-san said, with the iPod growing, going on sale, the epoch of Nintendo is finished. But with the DS and the Wii, it's been digging its own grave. So nothing nice to say about the, the uh, this company. And I don't know, I'm not exactly sure how right this guy will be, and I don't think it's going to affect him nearly as much as everyone thinks it, thinks it does, but... Randy, what do you think? I, I don't think I don't think that uh, it's going to be Apple is going to be dipping into you know Nintendo's water uh, too much here. I mean, people have their their you know their Mac product their Apple products for their their casual portable life you know for their their on the go you know communications and stuff like that. But uh, the Wii and everything like that is is everybody's at home fun time group activity. You know, Apple hasn't come any forward with any kind of fun home group activity for people to do. And not only that, but Nintendo will always have Mario, and Mario just sells ridiculous amounts of copies. You know, I mean, they did like no advertising for New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and it's one of the best-selling games of all time. So, 
sorry, Final Fantasy writer guy, I think you're a little wrong. Yep. Well, he did write Final Fantasy VII, so uh, we have to take his opinion a bit uh, bit for a grain of salt <laughs> <Shut> there. <up. laughs> I didn't like the story. I thought it was kind of melodramatic and poorly translated. I I usually get a lot of flack for that, but Masakato-san, best respects, but... Man, I, I'm apathetic just as much as Randy, but Moss, uh, you? What do you think? I think uh, he has a point, but I think he's overstating it a bit. Uh, you know, will Apple take a cut out of Nintendo? Definitely. Uh, the, I don't think... I, I've always said that it's a one-device future, so uh, we're not going to carry around an iPhone, an iPhone, and a, uh, a 3DS. So we're going to choose. We're going to have one, either, uh, and ultimately that's, I think... that's. That's true, Mots, but we're not going to be giving our kids iPhones. Hey. When you want to have your kids shut up in the back of the car, you're throwing a you're throwing a Nintendo DS at them. Yeah. You're not throwing them your iPhone. And it makes it beautiful. Although it would probably it would probably be better to throw them the iPhone as it would weigh less, and thus it would <laughs> it would minimize the damage done to your children. I think it's more robust as well. I mean, I've dropped mine hundreds of times, and it's not it doesn't even have a scratch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, I think as as Randy said, as long as they have Pokemon and Mario Mario, then they're gonna survive. Um, I think you know if Apple comes out with some sort of home console uh, answer the, themselves, then I'd definitely maybe see Nintendo perhaps in ten years or twenty years going the way of Sega and just doing software. But they're never gonna you know completely go out this company. Either they're gonna be you know, uh, strong and independent, uh, much like Sega, or they're going to be bought up by Activision or something. So, you know, yeah. uh, or they're going to revolutionize the gaming industry and come out with something, you know, huge and that everyone will buy and and basically take over the entire industry. So we don't know. But to say that, you know, their end is in- imminent is bullshit. So, yeah. Speaking of imminent ends, uh, we got a new story here on the PSP. And apparently Sony's kind of realizing just how badly they have been doing with the PSP, the PSP Go, the PSP <laughs> Network, everything with the PSP, it's just not selling. And indeed, giving them the benefit of the doubt, it's not entirely 90, um, you know, 100% their fault, really. There are probably only 80-20 now <laughs> on their fault, but they are trying to rectify it. And we got three new financial incentives for the PSP buyer or the PSP owner, first of all. In addition to their greatest hits lineup, they now will be bringing a favorites line to the PSP, and these will be existing PSP titles at the $10 price point, which is $10 less, if I'm not mistaken, uh, than the greatest hits. We have so far, just giving a couple here because I have tons, Ape Escape on the Loose, SOCOM, Fireteam, Bravo, Siphon Filter, Logan, Shadow, Patapon 2, Twisted Metal Head-On, Silent Hill Origins, Sims 2, etc., etc. So a lot of these, anything that's pretty much sold over 100,000 units will pretty much either be here or on the existing greatest hits, greatest hits library, which has since accepted things like Gran Turismo, Little Big Planet, Resistance, Retribution, and Secret Agent Clank. Now, the most significant one, pro- probably, is for new PSP Go owners, people that buy the system new. They will uh, be packaged in with the console itself, will be a download voucher called the Digital Games Pack, which will um, be redeemable for three entire games, which are Little Big Planet, SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3, and Ratchet and Clank's Size Matters. So hmm. those are all three games that's uh, take it at the highest price point now on eBay. Say they're, what, $20 each. That's that's an additional $60 value. That's not too bad. So okay. we got some major push by Sony, and this is exactly what I've been saying they need to do on the software side if they want to sell units. But I want to know what you think. 
Randy, what do you think? I think PSP's largest problem is not so much on the software side, although that is a big hindrance. It's also on their hardware side. They need to make the PSP... Um, they need to make it exponentially easier to connect not only with a home network, but actually with your PlayStation 3, and uh, failing that, your Windows home computer. Um, the PS3 is awesome, and, you know, the fact that it can actually sync with Windows 7, and you can actually yep. stream media back and forth, and it's amazing. You know, and the 360 can do the same thing. If people could do that with their PSPs while they are not at home, if you could stream information from your computer to your PSP, that would be gold for them. Or from your computer to your PSP to your PS3. Yep. Right. Yeah, make it into... Yeah, exactly. Again, we always come back to the article that we wrote, what the PSP2 needs, and we still haven't got it. And that's a major concern for Sony. But, Mom, what do you think? I think the top bars of handheld systems is Mom's and Dad's. Uh, I think that they have to do more like... be more like Nintendo, and they have to have several iterations of the PSP with new cool signing names that actually isn't the Go because the Go was just too much of a risk in a market that wasn't ready. But just have, you know, they had PSP 1000, 2000, and 3000, right? But they're mm-hmm. called PSP 1000, 2000, and 3000, and they're not even labeled that way properly, so people don't know the difference between 2000 and 3000. They need to have more new colors, more new features, stuff that will, you know, catch someone's imagination and say, you know as they did with the DSi and the camera. they People went, ooh, I now can do all kinds of amazing shit, but, you know, you really couldn't. <laughs> so they need to basically be smarter about how they market this thing and how and, and the features they add to it. Um, I think it's too late now. I think the PSP's been around for so long and people are so familiar with it that they know what, that they know what they're going to get. And if they're not someone who, who wants that, then nothing Sony can do is going to change their minds. I think they need a PSP2 or possibly some other name uh, for it and just relaunch the entire thing. Uh, I don't think I don't think games are going to help that much anymore. I think it's too late. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. And if they can get that PSP phone out, that's what they need. Yep. But we're going to round out here with a game that all gamers love, at least in a portion of their hearts. We got a rumor here that GoldenEye is finally being remade, but not for the systems we were in originally... Assuming it might be remade for the Wii, and this will be done by Activision, and supposedly, if the rumors are true, it is co-developed by Eurocom and In Space, and this will be a Wii slash DS exclusive remake, and it'll and beyond that, that's really all we know. Eurogamer Euro is reporting, and this is based partly on domain registrations by the company and sources close to the information. So that, uh, but. It's what we've been clamoring for for years, so if successful, this could be a pretty big hit, and especially this is the kind of stuff that would uh, bring the Conduit audience that didn't actually appear for the Conduit for the, on the Wii, or the Mad World audience that didn't appear for Mad World. Um, I, it's even got me considering at least renting a Wii from a friend, but Moss, <laughs> you? Uh, yeah, uh, sounds good. I'd like to play that. I'm not, you know... Hugely excited and hyped for it, but I, I definitely play it. Uh, yeah, I I played enough GoldenEye in my college years to last me a lifetime. I don't I don't need to pick it up and play it again. Like seriously, enough classes were skipped 
God knows how many years ago <laughs> to shoot the shit out of roommates and, and, you know, and friends and stuff like that. I, I don't. I don't need to replay it again. It's an awesome game, and I hold it very dearly in my heart, and, and it's going to be one of the best games on the N64, but I have no need to go back and play it again. Hmm. Sounds good. And you don't want to buy it just for old time's sake, for the fear that you would actually go back and play it again obsessively. Right. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm right in the same boat, although I wasn't in college. Played tons of GoldenEye. Not exactly sure if I want to pay for a full feature disc price, but if it's downloadable, 10 bucks, meh. But we also have a nasty sub rumor about this, and that is Activision and attempts to modernize it and do everything may actually replace Pierce Brosnan, or at least digitize Daniel Craig into the events, which makes me go, no, and go completely, yeah, that's uh, completely just a Bond-centric there. That's a Bond no-no. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to yeah. put, like, you know, for for sake of argument, you wouldn't want to put Pierce Brosnan into any older, you know, Bond video games if there were such or things. To, or, you know, you know what or, or, for that matter, to the, uh, to the new Bond games. Yeah, it would be yeah. just as much of an insult to put Sean Connery in that place as it would be for Daniel Craig. So it's not a, it's not a knock against Daniel Craig. It's the fact that you don't fuck up your boss. Yep. <laughs> Although for me, it is an insult to Daniel Craig. The guy's the worst Bond ever since uh, since what um, George Lazenby. Lazenby. <laughs> yeah, worst Bond since Lazenby. That's I don't not think entirely. He's the worst. I'll say this: not entirely his fault, but he's a bad Bond. I'll say this: uh, they removed everything. That had to do with the gadgets and the sophistication when he came on the scene, but he is an awesome actor. If you've seen him, him, him in other movies, he is he is quite awesome. Uh, but yeah, he's not very good Bond. Okay, well that <laughs> consolation, I think we're gonna. Uh, I'm done with the news. So unless you guys got any major announcements, I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> you no, know, I think that's it. That's uh, thanks everybody for listening to issue number fifty-four. See you again, hopefully soon. <laughs> Just to, Bye, just, everybody. just to clarify, we will have an E3 uh, episode as well, so you can expect to see that uh, go up uh, around the same time as this one. So, yeah. 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 All right. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.
Hey Elder Geeks, got an idea for the site? Or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elderspeak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com. 